0: Friends, welcome to Village It's for Christ and that's where Jesus is just playing. That's love that verse. Second uh, Corinthians 13 5, I think. Anyway, we did Revelation Wednesday yesterday, chapter 21. Tomorrow, I mean next Wednesday, chapter 22. And the following Wednesday, we start Revelation again, fourth time through. We're going to keep getting this and keep asking for more Revelation of Revelation. So, we are in Colossians today, Colossians chapter 2. Ooh, deep and abiding book here. Man, um, let me see how long it is here uh we'll see well, we'll try to keep it around 20 we we'll try to keep it reasonable but uh by the way you know i've said it before just share these you know um again not commanding you to this, or you're going to hell <laughs> but uh but again we're just trying to give this stuff away you know a friend of mine uh, bob bob quinton hey bob quinton hey thumbs up buddy um he said man that's a volume, you know, you said, how do you get, you know, I, I told him, I, you know, I go to hotels every day, and I, I get a chance to do this, but you know, we're running out of time, we all believe the Lord's coming back, so my goal is to get as much of the Bible out as possible, there's no way, you know, you know um, Leviticus and Numbers are tough, he couldn't do much in them, a lot of the Old Testament books would be tough, but I'd like to get as much of this out as possible, after I get done Proverbs, I'm definitely considering psalms because it's so beautiful but the goal is to get as much of this out as possible it's on my youtube page and the cool thing is once we're gone we're taken or dead or executed or heads chopped off whatever hopefully they won't just flush all the stuff out of youtube hopefully people will just discover this by accident you know so we're trying to leave we're leaving a message on a bottle but whether it's the rapture or whether it's martyrdom Or whether it's imprisonment. Whatever. The goal is for us to leave a a message in a bottle behind ourselves. That's the goal. That's my goal. So, again, I'm just one out of billions of people. So, we're all doing what God's called us to do. You know, we should be. So, amen. Love you, love you. Two minutes in, let's just jump right in. We're in Colossians chapter 2. We'll see where we go. I want you to know how much I'm struggling for you and for those at Laodicea. And for all who have not met me personally. So, the Colossians, uh, I guess the Colossians had not met Paul. Well, I don't know whether the Colossians had met Paul. Um, uh, well, the Laodiceans had not met Paul. Was, and, the, and for all. So, this is the second time Laodicea is mentioned. Laodicea is mentioned in the book of Revelation, the lukewarm church. So, again, I guess Paul knew the Colossians and the Laodiceans. And then for all, again, that have not met me personally. So, they, they used to share these letters. These letters went around. These I heard they did a circuit with these. So,. Uh, Again, it was to Paul. Paul was, you know, in his own way, trying to he didn't even I don't know if he even knew this was the Bible he was writing or not, the scriptures. But he sent it out as letters. I mean, inspired by the spirit. Amen. My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. So they may have the full riches of the complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That's one sentence. He never takes a breath in that sentence. My gosh. All right, let's, let's just, let's, my purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart. So he wants to be encouraged in heart and united in love. He wants the body of Christ to be united in love. We should love each other. Man, that's how they'll know who we are, by our love for one another. So that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, complete under. How do I say it right? That they may have just, just follow. That they may have the full understanding of complete... The full riches of complete understanding. Man. Paul said complete understanding is the fullness of the riches in Christ. It's amazing. That they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order. So Paul wanted them to have the riches. And Paul wanted them to have the full riches of complete understanding. So that in order that they may know the mystery of God namely Christ. So... Paul wanted them to have complete understanding so that they would know the mystery the mystery of God is Jesus isn't that cool think about what he's saying right there that you may understand in order that you may know the mystery of God namely Christ where do you go with that Jesus is the mystery of God. Jesus is God in a human body. He's one with the Father, one with the Spirit. He's the mystery of God revealed to the world through a, through a human being, fully God, fully man. The, and it's a mystery. It's a mystery, but it's what an amazing mystery God chose to give us. Wow. I mean, it's like all, all the treasure, you know, you, you're the old uh, the pirates and the treasure maps looking for the treasure. Jesus is the treasure. <laughs> be funny, funny cool. If you did a pirate movie, every time they dig up treasure, they find Jesus. <laughs> oh, shoot, that's funny. And, and it gets, and it gets more. Watch this. No, they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. Okay, Christ is the mystery of God. And what about Jesus? In whom, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge? In Jesus is hidden. God has hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in His Son. And you wonder why we want to just talk about Jesus? (laughs) COVID. (laughs) Sorry. Um, It's all about Jesus. It all points back. God has exalted His Word above His own name. I picked on the Jehovah's Witnesses. God has. Exalted his his son, his word, the living word, above even his name, Yah, Yahweh, I am, Jehovah. Jesus is the, Jesus, the king of kings and lord of lords. God has given him the preeminent place. Amazing. I tell you, let's continue on here. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine sounding arguments. For so though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how orderly you are and how firm your faith in Christ. Man, man, uh, you've heard him. You sometimes now the atheists, you know, uh, Revi Zacharias and the atheists used to debate back and forth. And some of them, some of them uh, atheistic debaters, man, they were good. I mean, man, they made they made their points and all of that, and it's fine-sounding arguments. A fine. You read the Book of Job? That's what the Book of Job is. They were making fine-sounding arguments against against Job. Well, Job, it's, it's it's inconceivable you were going through this because of God. It's inconceivable you're blameless. It's inconceivable you haven't sinned against God and lose everything. They sounded good like good arguments, and lots of people, you know, lots of people still quote Job, and they quote the idiots rule number one about Job make sure when you're quoting Job you make sure you're not quoting an idiot because most of what's in Job is idiocy and i ain't saying that God put idiocy in there God quoted the idiots I'm, I, and, you know I'm not being mean spirited I just for fun call these Job's misled friends idiots but man they had fine sounding arguments against Job and Job would not be shaken in his faith man Job was just like watch this this is just like Job watch this I tell, you, I tell you this, so no one may deceive you, find something. I saw his boys, the boys were trying to deceive him, find armies. They didn't know they were deceiving him. This was their what they thought God was. Watch this. For though I am absent from you in the body, I am present with you in spirit, and delight to see how orderly you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. Man, Job is how firm your faith in Christ is. Job's faith in God was firm, man. It was irrefutable, it was unmovable. Man, Job knew who he was and he knew who God was. Man, that's that. Job's an example of someone just totally locked into faith in God, loses everything and keeps worshiping God. That's how I want to be. That's how we should all want to be. Amen. So, Paul said, I'm absent. He was absent from, the, from them in the body and present with you, and he's present with them in the spirit. And he delighted, see how orderly, see, order is of God, how orderly you are. God is a God of order, not disorder. God is not a God of confusion, but of order. And so he delighted in their orderliness and how firm the faith in Christ is. They were resisting those fine-sounding arguments, just like Job did. Amen. Freedom from human regulations through life with Christ. Watch this. Verse, uh, verse 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Man. And they were, first of all, they received Jesus Christ as Lord. Let's clear this. Let's make sure we understand what he's saying there. Jesus Christ has to be the Lord of your life. There is no fire insurance. You don't just get a fire insurance by, oh, okay, I'm going to accept Jesus Christ in my life so I don't have to go to hell. But I'm not going to make him the Lord of my life. I'm not going to put him in charge. I'm not going to bow my knee. I'm not going to submit. I'm not going to do the will of God. I just want fire insurance so I don't go to hell. It doesn't work that way. And these people understood it. So that when you see Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live in him. So you have to live in Jesus. He's your Lord. You live in him. I've been crucified with Christ. no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Uh, Galatians 2.20. It's, we're, we're one with him by the Spirit. Uh, Continue to live him rooted and built up in him. Man, in Christ, we are rooted. We are rooted. You know what it means to be rooted? It's like roots going down on the soil. We're rooted, man. You know, I mean, we have taken hold. We're rooted and grounded. We are, grounded needs to be solid in your faith. We're rooted and grounded in Christ, in him. Strengthen in the faith as you were taught. And again, that faith that that the, the evidence of things on strengthens us, amen, and overflowing with faith, man, are you thankful? That's the great sin. An ungrateful, unthankful heart is the number one sin, not pride. Ungrateful, unthankful heart leads to pride. That's what led Lou to pride, Lucifer to pride. He wasn't grateful for what he had in God, and he got in pride and wanted to have the whole ball of wax himself. But it was an ungrateful, unthankful. And that's what God was so upset with the Israelites for in the desert. They were ungrateful. He delivered them out of slavery. Two million of them. And boom, through a Red Sea. And they still weren't grateful ungrateful, uh, uh, we should be overflowing with thankfulness, no matter what the circumstances of our life, overflowing with thankfulness, amen Uh, verse 8, see to it that no one takes you Catholics, through hollow and deceptive philosophy, see, again fine sounding arguments, hollow and deceptive philosophy you know how you avoid hollow and deceptive philosophies, you know what's in this book Again, you that listen to I Am Pod, I Am Who I Am podcast, you don't see me holding up the book. But this is how we're not deceived by hollow and fine-sounding arguments. I mean, hmm, oh man, hollow and deceptive philosophy. Man, there's a lot of hollow, which means it's empty. It's, just the, it's the wisdom of the world, which is empty. Hollow and, de- and it's deceives, it's a liar. Hollow and deceptive philosophy, again, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. Man, we are not bound by human tradition, rules made by men, and the basic principles of this world, rather on Christ. Man, we're not even bound by death. Anymore. A, 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 basic rule, a basic rule of life is death. But we're not even bound by, oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? We're not even bound by death anymore. We've overcome death, which is a basic rule. All people die, except those raptured, of course. But all people, most people are going to die. But we're not even bound by that. Death is is nothing to us. Christ has overcome the grave for us. Isn't that cool? (laughs) Man. Man. Again, and to, um, and basic principles of the world rather than on Christ. Everything we base our life on is Christ. Let's read that again. Seats with it. No one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human traditions and the basic principles of the world rather than on Christ. Base everything on Jesus. Base your whole life on Jesus. Base every foundation in your life on Christ. Everything. Everything. Amen. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Jesus is God in the human body. He said, I am one with the Father. He was God in the human body. Every word he spoke came from the Father. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity, the deity, the Godhead, lives in bodily form. A lot of people don't even believe Jesus is God. There's denominations that don't hold up Jesus, the Trinity, They don't believe in the Trinity, that Jesus was just the Son of God, but not God, that Jesus was just a good person, Jesus was a prophet, Jesus was a teacher. No, it says right now, the fullness of the deity. Deity means God. The fullness of God lives in a bodily form. Who? In Jesus. Amen. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. Man, the fullness. Think. Listen to this. The fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And guess what? And it, it transfers to us. Not that we have the fullness of the deity, but watch this. The fullness of the deity, the fullness of the Godhead, the fullness of God lives in Jesus. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over, over every path. Of Jesus is the fullness of God, the fullness of the deity. And our fullness, our fullness, our richness, everything we have, our fullness is in him. He's the fullness of God. And he's also our fullness. Yeah, Jesus is everything let me read that again watch this for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives and you have been given fullness in Christ who is the head over every power and authority God did everything in Jesus he's the head over every power and authority he's the king of kings and every knee in heaven on earth and under they're going to bow to him someday all the demons are going to bow to him the devil himself is going to be forced to bow to him and every everyone in heaven and all of us on earth, he is the head of every power and authority. Wow. In him, you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with the circumcision done by the hands of men, but the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him at baptism and raising him through your faith and the power of God who raised him from the dead. Wow. We're going we're gonna to unpack that. Okay. In him, you were also circumcised in putting off our sinful nature was circumcised. It was cut. It was done away with. Not that we don't have the residue of it. But overcoming the sinful nature was through Christ. Not circumcision done by the hands of man. But with the circumcision done by Christ. Christ circumcised our hearts. When we received him by faith. He circumcised our hearts. He gave us a heart of flesh. took the heart of stone out of us. And gave us a heart of flesh. Having been buried with him in baptism. And raised through your faith in the power of God. Who raised him from the dead. That is not water baptism. Again, remember First um, Corinthians ten thirteen that the Bible, that would by one Spirit we have been baptized into one body. Again, you were buried with him in baptism. What he's saying there is when you put your faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit baptized you into Christ. By, we, let me go to I'm going like I don't like to quote it because P, this is a big bone of contention. Whole denominations are built around baptism. Let's let's go First Corinthians ten thirteen. I want I wanted to get this right every time I come across baptism because people get confused. First Corinthians ten thirteen. Um. Uh, Let's see, we're saying 10, 12, uh, uh, I think it's 12, 13, hold on, give me a second, don't, 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 don't give up on me, uh, okay, okay, first Corinthians 12, 13, these are at twelve, 13. first Corinthians, for we're all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, we're all given the one spirit to drink, so we were baptized by how, how were we baptized by one Spirit into one body. So when it says here, you've been buried with Christ in baptism, raised through him through your faith in the power of God. The baptism that you are buried with Him in is the spirit's, the spiritual baptism. The baptism, the, the minute, like the thief on the cross, the minute the thief exercised faith in Jesus, um, when you remember me when you come into your kingdom, at that moment the Holy Spirit baptized that thief into Christ. He was buried with Him in baptism. Again, that's the whole point of the water baptism. The water baptism is a perfect visual picture of what's happened to you in the spirit already. It's perfect. I mean, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 is definitive. We're baptized by one spirit, by one spirit, the Holy Spirit into one body, the body of Christ. So when you're buried with him in baptism, it's the moment you exercise faith in Jesus. Boom. And again, and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. Amen. I, I, I know I'm getting repetitive, but again, small and large wars are fought over baptism and speaking in tongues and different things in the body of Christ. Man, I want but well, I can just make it simple. I'm trying to. So, Amen. Uh, Seventeen minutes in. Let's see. Am I can I finish it? We'll see. We'll see how long it goes. Oh, we're into the verse 13. When you were dead in your sins and in your uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. So again, our sins made us dead. And our sinful nature, the uncircumcision of our sinful nature, our carnal nature uh, made us dead. But God made us alive in Christ. It's very simple. He forgave all our sins. Amen. Having counseled the written code with its regulations that was against us and stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. When Jesus died, the, when Jesus died on the cross, the... the, the um, um, the, the the law was put on the cross because it says, it's in, I think it's Romans. It says the law was the schoolmaster. That's King James. The law was the schoolmaster to let it, led us to Christ. But now that Christ has come, the law has been put away. Where was it put away on top of the cross on the cross? It was nailed to the cross. It was canceled. Jesus fulfilled it completely. That's why we're under grace and not law now. Very simple. It says it right. I mean, Listen to what it's saying here. Having canceled the written code, that's the Old Testament law, the Mosaic law, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and stood opposed to us because everyone under law is under death because no one can keep the law except Jesus that stood against us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. Amen. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public speech public spectacle of them trying from over them by the cross 15 let me see if that gives a these spiritual powers who were these spiritual powers and authorities several suggestions that may include demonic powers the gods of powerful nations angels highly regarded and the government around kids. so they're not quite sure who who had having disarmed the powers and authorities he made a public spectacle of them trying from over the cross. we know that when he when he went to hell uh, he went to hell, and he died on the cross. He took the keys of death and hell, so away from Satan. So he try, he triumphed for sure over those powers and authorities that came out of hell, and one of them being Satan, of course. Amen. So they're not they're not sure about what verse fifteen means. They, there's it's a very long thing. It's it, it, a very long which I'm not don't have time to read. So. Again, a little bit of uh, just not quite sure what who the powers and authorities were there. They're not sure. Uh, Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to religious festival, new moon celebration, or Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Jesus is the fulfillment of of all of, of what we eat and drink to stay holy. Jesus fulfilled that. We've got a religious festival. Jesus fulfilled that. A new moon celebration or Sabbath day. Jesus fulfilled the Sabbath. He is our Sabbath rest. It doesn't mean you can't operate. Romans 14 says if you want to keep one day more holy, you can. But if you want to keep every day the same, you can too. Jesus, Jesus fulfilled the new moon celebration. He fulfilled the Sabbath days. He fulfilled everything. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality is found in Christ. Again, without Christ, these things would have had continued on in their meaning. But they've all been canceled by Jesus. They've all been fulfilled by Jesus. Again, and don't let anybody judge you. I got friends that are caught up in the whole Sabbath thing. And I listen to them, but I ignore what they're saying. Because I know what the Bible says about the Sabbath. And again, it is in the Ten Commandments. I understand that. And the Ten Commandments are holy and righteous, yes. But Jesus, that, te- that, that one of the Ten Commandments minimum, Jesus fulfilled that he's the Sabbath rest. Again, it says right here. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regards to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. He fulfilled everything. Give, everything is in him. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you for the prize. Man, there's some cats worshiping angels. Bad plan. John tried it twice in the book of Revelation. He said, whoa, 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 I'm a fellow servant, dude. (laughs) I know I look glorious, but I'm a a servant with you. Uh, Such a person uh, and false humility. There's people that are falsely humble too. Isn't that amazing? Um, Such a person goes to great detail about what he has seen and his unspiritual mind puffs him up with idle notions, again the, the thing, you know, they, they get all they get in, in great detail what they've seen and unspiritual mind puffs him up sometimes they have dreams and, and oh my gosh I saw this and God showed me this and stuff, it has no spiritual basis at all I'm not saying people don't have dreams and visions, but sometimes people get caught up again in worshiping angels, false humility. And again, they go into great detail. People are very detailed what they explain and their unmixed spiritual mind puffs them up with idle notions. He has lost connection with the head from whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews grows as God caused it grow. He has lost connection. Again, he, he, has, he isn't centering what he believes in Christ. Christ is the head of the body. Again, he's lost connection with the head and whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and genius grows as God caused to grow. Lost connection with the head. You lose connection. The minute you go off into these weird diatribes and tangents and strange beliefs and philosophies. Hollow, hollow and vain philosophies like we talked about before. You lose connection with Christ. Since you died with Christ, the basic principle of the world. Why as though you still belong to it? Do you submit to his rules? Man, we don't have to submit to any of these rules. The Old Testament law, it's, we're not bound by that anymore. Again, we have died with Christ. We were crucified with Christ. We died with Christ on the cross. We died to the basic principles the well, world, as though you still belong to it. We don't belong to this world anymore. And we don't submit to its rules. Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These are all destined to perish with you because they're based on human commands and teachings. All rules taught by men. Such regulations, watch this, such regulations, we're almost done by the way. Uh, 22, 23, such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility and harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. I mean, I come out of the Catholic faith, there's, there's um, uh, people in the Catholic faith, I can't even what they call them, but they'll beat themselves, they, they whip their own backs and stuff. You know, it's, it's a false humility, it's like, oh, I'm going to suffer for Jesus and all God hasn't called us to any of this stuff. Any of this stuff. Again, such regularities have appearance of, you seem real wise. Oh, man, that guy beats himself for Jesus. That guy's wise. With their self-imposed worship. Yeah, amen. Boy, I'm worshiping Jesus 12 hours a day by beating myself. And their false humility and harsh treatment of the body. There you go, harsh. Man, I fast. I just drink water all the time. I, yeah, I, I, oh, I mean, nothing wrong with fasting. But again, it's, it's, you are got to be doing these things for the right reason. But they lack any value in restraint, and they don't—they don't restrain sensual indulgences. You know, the, they don't restrain the flesh. They appear to have all of this wisdom, but they don't restrain the flesh. Man, twenty-four, almost twenty-five minutes. Man, Paul said a mouthful here. Go when you get a chance. Read Colossians too. I covered it as best I could. There's—it's so rich, so detailed. I could have easily split that in half, but I got like two words, two thirds of the way through. So again, love you, love you, can't get enough of you. I'll be home tomorrow. So be blessed. And I'll see you next week. Two, one, 25. Hee <laughs> hee.